Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real. You're already working hard to earn your money. But how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment automated investment and savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Tuesday, March 1st, the first day of March, my least favorite month of the year. Yep, 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 yep. I know, Mark, you're very excited because it's the Federal Reserve is probably going to raise interest rates. Still, um, I uh, March is a tough month for me. No holidays in it. None. Zero. No stock market holidays. So if you want to complain about March, maybe you're in March Madness, so you like that. But I don't really care that much anymore about March Madness. I used to get into it, Mark. I used to really love the tournament. Now, yeah, I don't know. I've lost it. It's okay. I'll get excited towards the end. But anyway, uh, happy March Madness month. Um, happy month of most people doing their tax prep. I think March is the, I think the middle week in March, I think that that is the highest number of tax returns filed come right around March 15th-ish. Anyway, uh, happy all. And uh, new month, new day, new change maybe for your financial life. Who knows? If you've got a financial question, give us a holler. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the contact us button and send us your note. Here is Ron who is asking what he says is a long-winded rant. It's not, it's not so bad. It really isn't. Ron is 66. He's retired. He receives a pension from uh, the state system and he will be starting uh, Social Security at age 70. So he's going to have, oh, it's going to have a lot of money, Mark, about 100 grand. He's 66. He gets 62 grand a year in a pension. He'll get another 3,600 a month in Social Security in a few years. Car is paid for. He's got just $24,000 left on a second mortgage. Oh my God, it's a seven and a quarter percent. Pay that off. He's got no credit card debt. He's single. He's got no kids. He's got a bunch of cats. He's got six hundred thousand dollars in IRAs, two hundred grand in Roths, twenty five grand in a single stock, which he is slowly donating and plan on using as a qualified charitable distribution over the next thirty years. He says you've ripped on people who don't have wills, but I don't remember ever ever you ever saying what goes into a will or a trust. He mentions some guy who I don't know about. So he says, this person says that, I guess it's some, it may be some financial person, says that um, the only thing that should go into a trust are titled property, things that already have a beneficiary of 
that's not true at all. So anyway, if everyone needs a will or a trust, what goes into the will or trust? Okay. So what I think about is not everybody needs a will or a trust. Everyone needs a will, a healthcare proxy, or power of, a healthcare power of attorney, essentially, and a durable power of attorney. A will is meant to basically address all the stuff that needs to go somewhere else that does not go by title, does not pass by title or contract. So let me give you an example. Here's what doesn't go into a will. A life insurance contract doesn't go into a will or a piece of property where you have a title, the title passes to someone else. Uh, usually if it's jointly held. Um, but if it's a retirement account, that is passed by contract. So you don't need to put that, address that in a will. So he says um, he's got beneficiaries on file for his IRAs, his Roth and his stock accounts and a transfer on death for his house. So you don't need to put that in a trust at all. The real reason you don't need to worry so much in terms of like what you have is that as you note, most of your assets are passing by a an actual contract, okay? He's got beneficiaries on file. So I don't think you need to do anything more than that. So then he says, I've been meaning to do a revocable living trust. So all of my non-beneficiary or titled stuff goes to whom I want without being probated and without everyone else knowing who got what. But the stuff I want to put in the trust is exactly the stuff that says it shouldn't go into a trust. I don't see why you need a trust. I got to be honest with you. So I don't know what else you have, furniture or clothes or tools or whatever it is. I don't see why you need a trust. Your will is going to get probated anyway. Every will is going to get probated. I don't see why you would do this. I don't know why you would put a trust together. Is there anything, Mark, that is trustworthy in this guy's financial life? Yeah. Mark says single, no kids, no trust. So who needs a trust? The trust is used in order to control many types of assets. And it's usually like a big brokerage account. It could be a piece of property that you want to shield from some creditor. And it's often used to also have a a way to better control the disposition of assets. Not so much you need to hide it in probate, but more to say these assets will go in a certain way at a certain time in the future. So usually that's why people use trust or they use trust because they're married and they want to both take advantage of their annual exclusion from estate taxation. Oh, and and also Mark points out that you may have a child that you have to deal with and you want to leave assets that are in trust for that child and someone else is going to manage that. Or maybe you're not married and you, it's an easier construct in the law if you're not legally together to be able to have a trust. So, Ron, here's the thing. I think you need a will and you need a power of attorney and you need a healthcare proxy. I don't think you need a trust. That's what I can tell you. And if you want to follow up with us, that's fine. I think for most people, the trust, it's a, um, a benefit that can be used, but I wouldn't go crazy creating it when you don't need to. Okay. All right. This is from John who says, I'm a 60-40 investor. I mostly buy and hold total market indexes. Cool. He says, some people believe that value index funds outperform over the long term. Long term data seem to agree with small value appreciating the most. Okay. 
multidimensional, which is a big investment house, has tons of data showing that small and value investments over many, many years outperform. I don't really care, honestly. The question here is for an equity portion of a portfolio, what do you think of having 80% total market with 20% value? What do you think about that, Mark? Do you want to have value? I don't think it's going to make a big deal either way. This guy's retired with with enough steady fixed income. Most of the savings are long-term for the next generation, but would like to maximize the total that the next generation receives. Just use the total market index and throw some value in if you want, but I, I would not sweat this ever. No way. This is from Anonymous, who wants to buy a condo. He says, I'm Canadian. <laughs> All right. You've come out of the closet. You're a loony. I get it. She's tried to convert monies to U.S. dollars. She's 61. She retired four years ago. Wow. Her only source of income is a government pension of about $6,500 per month, which is net, and it's indexed for inflation. Wow. She's got a small car loan. It's going to be paid off in two years. She's got no other debt. She says, my condo is worth a million and a half dollars with no mortgage. Hmm. I've got about $80,000 in easily accessible cash. No other financial assets. I've been approved for a $400,000 home equity line of credit, but I haven't touched it. I'd like to escape the Canadian winters by buying a condo in Florida for about, let's say, $250,000. I would put down 20%, pay for the rest with a home equity line of credit, but plan to get a mortgage eventually. What? Why would you do that? Just get a mortgage then. I don't know if I like this plan already. I'm going to tell you right now, her condo's paid off. She's got a pension, but what other assets does she have? She says, is this crazy? She gives me her expenses. Here's the deal. You know what I think she should do, Mark? She's going to hate me. Sell the condo. Sell and move. Here's what you're going to do. Sell your condo for a million and a half dollars and get the money. And you can go either rent a place in Florida if you'd like, and buy a smaller place in Canada. But I don't think this makes any sense at all. She says, I worked hard to retire without a mortgage. So the thought of taking on a new one is frightening. I don't blame you. But the thing is, you got no other assets. So I don't like this plan at all. I really do not think getting a home equity line of credit to do this. I think this is a terrible idea. And I don't think you should use debt to fund what you want to do. I think if you want to do these things, then sell the condo. Buy a cheaper one or conversely, don't and rent for a while and figure out what you want to do. I mean, you've got a million and a half dollars. She's no other money. I hope that helps. I'm sorry. All right. Next up is Ken, who's been putting money into a Vanguard 500 fund and the thrift savings plan, the C fund, which is the uh, stock fund, I believe. And he says, I'm, now that I'm 50, I want to begin diversifying. Best way to do that. How about we just add a bond fund? How about that? And uh, call it a day. And at the TSP, you've got a fixed account. Use that. That's all you need to do. That's what diversification really means. Just add another little bit to your to your overall, okay? And for, for those of you listening, and maybe it sounds harsh to say like you can't do certain things, but you are constrained by your financial reality. And our job is to try to help you imagine what you really want, right? To prioritize that and then figure out how to do it. So now I feel bad about anonymous that I'm saying, no, you can't buy your place in Florida. I'm not really saying that. I'm saying if you want to do that, if you were really bummed out about Canadian winters, then what I would do is sell the most valuable asset I own 
and then use a portion of that to maybe increase my travel budget. Maybe you don't even have to buy something in Florida. Maybe you can rent for a while, but it it seems like a lack of imagination to then saddle yourself with debt and then maybe also saddle yourself with this idea of a rising interest rate environment with a home equity line of credit. I'm not sure exactly how you're going to get a mortgage anyway. You know, when you have no, you know, you've got this pension income that you got to be careful. You may not even qualify. Dream Crusher Central is closing down for the day. If you have a uh, question about how I can crush your dreams, go to jillhunmoney.com, click the contact us button. We'll get your note. While you're there, sign up for the free weekly newsletter. And don't forget, you can subscribe to this podcast and our sister broadcast, Eye on Money, wherever you get your podcast. It's very easy to do. All right. uh, Let me remind you to lift someone up today and that our mantra is grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 